sacred scripture and tradition. Good morning, Christian America. What's the difference between the two and why does it matter for us today? I want to discuss it briefly as we get ready to get into the weekend. So without further ado, good morning, Christian America. All right, Christian America, Eddie here is representing the Christian America revitalization effort where we seek to revitalize the Christian faith across this nation. If you're interested in that, if you support that, if you think that's a good idea, we ask that you follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and subscribe to this YouTube channel, subscribe to this Rumble channel, subscribe to this podcast, wherever you're listening or watching that. As we get into the weekend uh, this Friday, I want to talk to you just briefly about sacred scripture that we uh, that we talk about so often uh, and the importance of it. Why is scripture important? Additional, additionally to that, I also want to talk to you briefly about tradition and why tradition matters. And there's there's been a, a, a rift between these two for thousands of years since the uh, since the, the start of the church, since Jesus's ascension um, and the disciples, the, the apostles, the, uh, the first um, organizers of the church that we read about in the book of Acts and uh, we read about in the, in the epistles and the letters that follow the book of Acts. Um, and it's important to understand the two and how that they go together uh, because we are all flawed individuals. And any time that we try to think about God, think about his role in our lives, think about um, what it means to be a follower of Christ, listen and, and make decisions that are important enough that we turn towards our faith for, uh, for a decision. Right, to help guide us as we should. There is always a conflict internally. There's always an inherent conflict between what sacred scripture tells us, what sacred tradition uh, has shown us, and our own ideas, not to mention our own ambitions, not to mention our own wants and desires, not to mention our own temptations of the world, that that we face and all of these things come together when we make decisions on what we should be doing in our lives where we should we be going in our lives how, where should we place our time and attention uh, in our lives how do we raise our children how do we uh, maintain a family or build a family build a community all of these things um, we must take all of these various um, various outlooks into account and it's important that we understand and be humble enough to understand that we don't know everything i'm going to be the first one to raise my hand and say i don't know everything there's a whole there's a ton i know i know a lot less uh than i do know. and that's okay you can be there too we don't always have to know everything that's why scripture exists that's why the example of Christ exists in these Gospels. That is why God's teaching from Genesis to Revelation is so important. It's also in these, in this text, in this sacred scripture, that we can see the tradition of the church. 
The people who hung out with Christ, who stayed with him, who slept in his camp, those who accompanied him for three plus years, those who watched him die on the cross, those who were in his presence when he resurrected and then were in his presence as he ascended into heaven. How those people acted when Jesus ascended to heaven. And because we're not Christ, we'll never be, we could never come close. So it's hard to compare our deeds and the things that we want to accomplish or the way that we think that we should live to the way Jesus lived. He's the son of man. He's one part of the triune God. He's one part of the Trinity. We, we could never be that. So we look to the disciples. We look to the founders of the church, the early church leaders, to understand what God's intention was for us. Because they built the foundation which we stand on. Jesus is that cornerstone of the foundation that we stand on. And when we turn away from that, then we're left to our own confusion. And if we pay attention to the world today, we see that confusion everywhere. How do we know? Because there's so much that goes against what sacred scripture not only has says, and not only says to us, but goes against what the tradition of the church uh, founded. And so when we look at something like marriage, for instance, or community, or family, it's no surprise to anyone listening to this that when I say that one of the biggest problems that we have in our nation is the destruction of the family unit. When you hear that, many of you already agree to that. If you haven't thought about it before, you can probably, it probably won't take you very long to go through a couple of things in your mind that all the problems in society, the problems of incarceration, the problems of crime, the problems of, uh, it, it, the list goes on and on. If you trace it back, it doesn't, it doesn't take much to trace back to the family unit. But we can go deeper than that. Okay, and so before the family comes what? Comes the marriage. Before the marriage comes our individual faith. Faith in who? Faith in God. And so I would argue and I do believe that the biggest problem that we have in our country, in our society, in the world today is a lack of faith in God. A lack in the word, the sacred scripture, and a lack of belief in the tradition of the church. The people who actually acted out this life that we're supposed to live, that actually set the example. Regular people who are not Christ. Christ sets the ultimate example. But people like Peter, people like St. Paul, people like Matthew and Thomas and John and James who were all so convicted in their faith that they were all martyred, all except John. 
who was outcast to, to Greece. And so when we, when we look at the problems of the world, we look at the devastation of the family unit, we can back it up a few, uh, a few layers and say the devastation of our own individual faith in God, our own belief in God, has led us to the devastation of marriages. Divorce rates are high. Internal spousal abuse is high. Child abuse is high. Child neglect is high. Our marriages are suffering because our belief in God is suffering. Our marriages are suffering because the belief in Scripture is suffering. Our marriages are suffering because we don't understand or we don't pay attention to the tradition and the, of, of how people lived at the time of Jesus' ascension. And because our marriages are suffering, our families are suffering. Our children are suffering. Anxiety is high. Uh, depression is high. Uh, abuse is high. The numbers of children under the age of 18 that are abusing alcohol or that are abusing drugs, that are turning towards pornography, that are, that are being uh, more and more uh, in trouble with the law, they're only increasing. Which means when they get to a certain age to be, to be married, to possibly have relationships and children, they're already damaged. And so the next generation of marriages is damaged. The next generation of families is damaged. How has it gotten so bad? It's gotten bad because we stop paying attention to what Scripture actually says. And we stop paying attention to how the apostles actually lived after Jesus' ascension. So when we seek advice on what we should be doing today, when we seek advice on what we should be saying, how we should be living, how should we be married, how we should be raising our children, how we should be taking care of our families, how we should be taking care of our communities, there's really only one place to look for advice. There's really only one place to look for recommendations. There's really only one place to look for examples of what to do, how to live, what to say. And that's sacred scripture. Because within the scripture, you get to read about the tradition and how the founders of our faith who literally walked with Christ who got to know him intimately who got the secrets of life revealed to them what did they go out and actually do how did they actually live building communities not separating communities building communities through love and connection while always maintaining the biblical truths that Jesus gave them. 
being uncompromising, even when they were conf conflicted, even when there were conflicts between James and Paul and Peter and Paul, they still worked it out. They stood up for what is right. They stood up for what is true, no matter who got upset, no matter what waves he made in the communities. Beaten, jailed, stoned, shipwrecked, snake-bitten. Nothing ever stopped them. When Paul preached in Greece, there were eruptions. When Paul preached throughout the various communities, there were riots at times. It never stopped him from his mission. It never pushed him away from what Christ called him to do. And if we look at scripture and read about it, and we look at his example that he set, that tradition of apostleship, that, that tradition of being an evangelical, we find how we should be living, what we should be believing, how we should be raising our families, and how we should be building communities. And there's something for you to think about this Friday as you spend some time, hopefully, with your loved ones. And you get uh, a couple days off, we hope, for the weekend. And if you like messages like this, if you support what we're trying to do here, again, we don't ask for donations. We ask for your participation. You can participate by liking and sharing this video on social media. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel, subscribe to the Rumble channel, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening to this. And we will be back with you Monday, uh, continuing our journey through the Gospel of Mark. We're going to be in chapter 11. You're not going to want to miss that. So until then, good morning, Christian America.